everybody, and welcome to Coach's Corner. As the year comes to an end, I thought it would be great to have somebody come on to talk about health and fitness and nutrition and mindset. And the perfect person to do that is my friend, Natalie Jill. I met Natalie through other mutual friends of ours, and we've shared several trips from San Diego to LA. So have had lots of great conversations in the car. And I just love her. She is just so real, so full of life, and is committed to helping people be their best selves. Let me tell you a little bit more about Natalie Jill. She is a fat loss expert turned high performance coach. She helps people across the world reach their health, business, and life goals by empowering them to level up and create everything from nothing. She left a very successful career in corporate America to follow her passion with health and personal development. As a licensed master sports nutritionist, fat loss expert, and functional fitness trainer, Natalie leveraged the power of the internet, and in a short amount of time, she was able to help hundreds of thousands of people worldwide get in shape and be their best selves. In the process, she created a globally recognized brand with well over 2.5 million social media followers worldwide and created an online business that has consistently generated seven figures a year and has been recognized by Forbes and Greatest for two years running. She's frequently asked about her age, which is 47, and how she appears to be aging in reverse, which is the topic of her next book in which we speak about in this interview. She's also the creator and host of the top-ranking podcast, Leveling Up, Creating Everything from Nothing, which you can hear me on in the upcoming episodes. So enjoy this talk with Natalie. I hope you find it inspiring and informative. Natalie Jill, I'm so happy to have you here. We've been trying to do this for a while and I'm so glad to have you on the show. Yes. I love chatting with you. Thanks for having me. So there's so many things that Oh, we could talk about, and we've had many drives from San Diego to LA where we've had hours to talk, but in this short period of time, I want to start with the topic of your next book, which which we need to wait until May to get, but we can start teasing it now. And it's all about aging in reverse. So yeah, I mean, it's such a broad question, but I want to do that. (laughs) I want to age in reverse. Yeah. What exactly does that mean? Yeah. It's such a... Yeah. It's such a funny title. I, and I, I really, I came up with it because the publisher wanted me to do a book on perimenopause and I was going to do that. And I thought, I don't want to be the face of perimenopause. I'm still feeling 20. I'm feeling 20 (laughs) and I'm I'm 47. I'll be 40, you know, approaching 48 as the book comes out. And I, I don't feel my age or the way people have defined my age. And it really hit me that like, who defines what age is supposed to feel like and who defines what old or young is and why are we so stuck on the number and on like fighting this number. And instead of just working on how can we get better all the time? Like we, in business, we look at, can we get better in relationships? Can we get better with finances? Can we get better with fat loss, weight loss? Can we get better? But with aging, somehow it's just like battle. We don't, we don't look at, can we get better? We start going, Oh, I got to avoid this age. 50s approaching 40s approaching, you know, what's happening. So to to me, that aging reverse really stood for getting rid of that, uh, self-imposed stop for that limiting belief and really saying, you know, I still can get better. I can still, it doesn't have to be what people think it looks like. Mm. Okay. So what can it be? Well, what it can be is it could be, you're still growing, you're still improving, you're still getting better and better and better. 
you're getting stronger, you're learning more, you're increasing, growing. You can, all of those positive things can still be that. But what happens is we get so stuck on the negatives of aging that that's what continues to happen. Why do you think we do that? Is it, do you think it's like a cultural conditioning thing? If we didn't believe that aging was bad, if we lived in a culture where it really was revered and the elders had all the wisdom, do you think that we'd resist aging as much as we do? No, because I, there are cultures that do that. There are cultures that that respect the aging more and look at them as wiser. But what happens is it's like that victim mentality and the misery likes company, right? When you're in a victim mode, when you think something's wrong with me, something's going on, something's bad, and you find somebody else to validate that, like, oh yes, it is bad. Then you find like this community within that and it validates your excuses and it lets you just be content and accept what that is. So that it's about community and finding acceptance. But when we challenge that and we go against it, it feels uncomfortable. It feels uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it does because one, it's almost ostracizing in a way if you don't get Mm -hmm. on the pathway bandwagon that aging is bad. And two, it's because we're literally, everybody's going one direction on, it's like driving on the wrong side of the road because everybody else is doing that thing. But I think we're living in a time where one, we are realizing the power of our mind and we're realizing the power of our belief systems. And we're realizing that we can do a lot with our thoughts. And two, we're also with science and technology and the advancement of the the holistic medicine and alternative medicines Mm -hmm. and plant medicines and all those kinds of things. We're seeing, hey, like we can actually help the body not to experience so much of the symptoms that come along with gravity and aging and all those things. So I I mean, I haven't read your book yet because it's just coming Mm -hmm. out soon. What are some of the things you talk about in the book? I imagine you talk about mindset and I also imagine you talk about the physical and biological things we can do. Yeah. So there's three components to the book and the mechanism I talk about is change your state, plan your plate, love your weight. So people always want to go to the diet and the exercise part, right? Those are the mechanism. Those are the hows. Those are some steps that you can take. But if you overlook the state part, you're really doing yourself a disservice. And I would say that same thing with people working on any goal. So even if you are not of the age where you're even thinking about aging, if you're working on business goals, if you're working on your own uh, health goals, changing your state is critical because we can be an entirely different person tomorrow than we are today by changing our thoughts and our actions. It's only that it's your thoughts and your actions. So by changing your thoughts, which is your decisions, your beliefs, what you're telling yourself, And then by taking different actions, you can become a whole different person. So in the book, what we, what I really dive into is heavy on that mindset piece first. Like, what are you deciding? What are you making up about where you are right now? Where are you trying to validate that? Where are your self-imposed stops? And I call them self-imposed stops because they're things that we're telling ourselves that are stopping us from working on our goals. So we say things like, I have a back injury, therefore I can't do these things. But so we stop ourselves from the p- mm. possibility of doing those things or, you know, I'm getting old. So there's no point. You're, you're, that's a self-imposed stop because who says, who says that? Mm. So I really dive into first changing your state and that's really changing your mindset. And there's some simple things that you can do um, that are just sort of takeaways. One is a big commonality is making a decision, like deciding that you are going to be the exception, deciding that it is going to be possible for you and deciding, just really deciding that and making a declaration about it because you can find evidence supporting that just as easy as you can find evidence supporting why it won't work. (laughs) So, but somehow people choose to find the evidence of why it won't work. So making that decision, then just declaring it and then really making a conscious effort to start listening to that voice in your head 
and shifting it. So when your voice is telling you I'm too old, it's too late. This is like, what is the opposite of that? And start telling yourself that Mm. that's step number one. So what are some, what are some good affirmations when it comes to aging in reverse? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting stronger every day. I'm Mm. getting better. You know, I'm working towards, you know, I'm fitter than yesterday. I'm healthier. I'm glowing like anything that's the, that is the opposite. If you say, you know, but what we do is say, oh, I'm gaining so much weight because I'm old. Well, that's like, that's then you are going to keep gaining so much weight because you're old. You know, if you keep telling yourself that, but I'm getting, I know more today than I knew yesterday. That is a fact. As you get older, (laughs) you do know more today than you do know yesterday. So you have more resources to get better. So it's really making a conscious effort to shift those thoughts and decide that it's possible for you. I like my body is like wine. With time, I get even better. Ooh, I love that. That's really good. Just make it fun, you know. Make it fun too, and and yeah. I think that that's and it is. Yeah. It's, it's it's an unfortunate thing too because you know I guess I'm technically middle aged now. Well, no, because I plan to live to like a hundred, so I'm I'm not. But well, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not like I can't call myself like a young woman anymore. But that is such a relief because I was a stressed out, anxious mess when I was, you know, and I, and I didn't, I also didn't appreciate my body like I do now. And that's one thing that aging has really taught me has given me so much wisdom, so much more peace, so much more confidence than I had, you know, 20 years ago. Um, But, and I try to focus on all the blessings from it. And at the same time, I also am proactively doing things that I think are slowing down aging. I, I look at what I put in my body. I look at the supplements I take. I look at the kind of exercise and all that. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's a good segue to other than mindset, what are the things we can put on our plate and well, just, you know, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to give you some of those tips, but I want to share first that the heavy part that people always want to shift, shift to want to skip over is the mindset. Mm. So the, the second part I want to make sure I add to that, that's really, really critical. And I don't have to get into all the steps of it, but is to get really clear on what it is that you want. So like when you look at aging, like what, what is it that you want to feel at 50 and at 60? Like if you don't know what it is that you want, then things are just going to happen. So knowing just like you would with a business goal or with a health goal, you, you have to be, get really clear on that vision of what it is that you want. And that's critical. Mm. So that then, so then once you have that changing your state in place and all of that is really, really there and it, you have to, it's, it's one of those, you really can't skip over it. It has to be really, really present. Then it's looking at what do you, what are you putting in your body? How are you feeling yourself? How are you making yourself, your body, a design to age well and age better and age in reverse, really. Mm -hmm. And the number one thing, if I were to just give a few takeaways on that, the first thing is to really get clear with what unprocessed diet and food means, because when you eat natural foods, real foods that once grew, so as close to natural as with think fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, if you eat meats, um, you know, like lean, uh, organic, non-antibiotic, non-hormone mm-hmm. added meats. Like if you're eating real natural unprocessed foods, all that stuff is designed to help heal and make you better. So like loads and loads of vegetables, talk about volumizing your vegetables. Those things all have things that help your skin grow, help your gut be healthy, help get rid of all kinds of ailments that we have. But we overlook that and we stuff ourselves with a lot of processed junk. That's not doing us any favors. So if I were to say one diet change, just one, it would be to fully unprocess your diet. And it can be as simple as 
did this food once grow? Is it in its most natural state? Mm-hmm. And really just starting to look at, look at what are you eating there? And that's before even getting into a conversation of should you be paleo or vegan or whatever? Just did this food once grow? Is mm-hmm. it in a natural state? Mm-hmm. Is it adding any health benefits to me? That's really, really, really critical. And then another step I would give is to be really aware of balancing your plate with the right proportions of proteins, carbs, and fats. Because when you're eating a very carb healthy diet, a carb, carb happy diet. So, um, you know, carbs are not bad. Like I'm a huge fan of fruits and vegetable carbs, for instance, I think they're great for you, but what kind of carbs are you eating? If you're eating potato chips and crackers and cookies all day, then all you're doing is creating a spike of insulin in your body. That's going to make you even more hungry and help you store more fat because you're not burning fat when you're releasing insulin. So when we say we're getting hungry, our metabolism slowing down, all that stuff with age, there's usually a reason for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how are you eating? And how are you? Because I can tell you that my hunger, appetite, and weight has not changed when I stick to eating that, nor with my clients. But if I were to go eat a lot of those processed carbs, I would have a problem with that. Right, right. And can you talk a little bit more about like fruits, vegetables, and are even things like an occasional sweet potato and things like that? Like, okay. Can you talk a little bit more about what good carbs are? Yes. Absolutely. I don't look at any food as bad. There's nothing that's bad. It's, can you add more of the good into your life? So you make less room for the bad that's first and foremost. So the ideal carbs, my favorite carbs for people are going to be fruits and vegetables first and foremost. I don't think you can get enough, especially of vegetables, um, for the phytonutrients that you get in vegetables. Second to that, then I do think starchy carbs can be important like sweet potatoes, yams, um, any of those fine. I'm not a huge fan of greens. I'm not against greens. I'm just not a huge fan of them. They don't really add a huge benefit to us. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're dealing with autoimmune, um, or perimenopause symptoms, even, or menopause greens are not necessarily the the most ideal. I don't want foods in me that are going to stick around for a long time. Um, nor do I want that in my clients. So I'm not a huge fan of grains. Now, do I prefer grains to M&Ms? Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so, because then there is that level of carb that's just sugar, you know, that's just junk. And that's really just not adding any benefit to you. So it's not that anything's really bad. It's just, there's different levels. Like if you're going to eat something, why not eat something that's actually going to do some good for your body? Right. And, and I think portion size is another big thing too. like really listening. I had some genetic testing done recently. Um, and I learned that I don't have the gene that tells me I'm full, you know, like that gene doesn't work well in me. I'm like, no wonder I feel like a truck driver, (laughs) (laughs) you know, Uh, but it's like, so I've, and this is something I've known, like I intuitively I've known that I really have to listen to my body to tell me when I'm full so that I don't overeat because like physically I can't. Mm -hmm. However, no one ever got obese eating too much broccoli. So yeah. it really, it comes in, it comes in level. So yes, portions important, but what are you eating? Cause if you're eating, if you're really eating heavy on the vegetables and lean proteins and nuts and seeds, it's very, very hard to overeat. Yeah. It is easy to overeat Reese's peanut butter cups and M&Ms. Yes, that's easy to overeat. However, if you're eating a primarily unprocessed natural food diet and getting in all those nutrients, your body will self-regulate. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And, and I have noticed that over the years, it's easy for me to eat healthy because I crave the healthy foods. I really do. And I have my little piece of dark chocolate every day because I just love it. And Uh it's just amazing. Uh But I really don't crave the junk because one, I've conditioned my body to really crave the healthy. And two, when I have the junk, I feel awful. Like I feel like I'm hungover. Yeah. Yeah. And if you do crave things, there's usually a reason for it. So it's, it's listening to that. Like, you know, my daughter's hysterical. She was telling me the other day, she's like, mom, I was having this really weird craving for 
for raw meat, raw red meat, like a dog. I was like, wait, what? But what it, what it is is she had her period and mm-hmm. she was craving the iron. So yep. it's, your body is smart. It's going to tell you if you're craving salt, you're, cra- you're there's a reason you're craving things. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. So, well, you know, let me just go back to that too, because one thing that I notice is that there's emotional eating. And a lot of times when mm-hmm. we're craving something sweet, we're looking for more love, self-love, yeah. attention that when we're craving something like salty or crunchy, there's unrepressed, there's repressed anger or frustration or any of that. So how we, how do we distinguish emotional cravings from actual food cravings? Yeah. So, well, first of all, if you are craving something, it's okay to have it. Like telling yourself, I'm, I'm just not going to have something is going to make you stay stuck and obsessing on not being able to have that. And that's when we will binge eat. Mm -hmm. So yes, absolutely. You're going to work on the emotional and work on all those pieces, but, but give yourself what it's craving. So, but there's ways around it. Like for instance, if I'm really craving like salt and I want to go attack a bag of potato chips, I might go grab a dill pickle first because sometimes Mm -hmm. the sodium in a dill pickle is going to really knock out that craving. Or if I really want chocolate, I'll have a piece of chocolate, but I'll have a small piece and I'll be done with it and move on. So it's, it's about choosing the best options when you're craving it and listening. A lot of times people crave salt because they're actually dehydrated, believe it or not. Mm. So for instance, when you're sodium is going to help you retain that water, right? And a lot of times we're not drinking enough water. So now our body's trying to help stuff regulate that as well. So it's, there's a lot of reasons behind it. I don't think you should not work on the emotional and the other things, but I think in the time that we're trying to analyze, where is this coming from? Sometimes it's easier just to have a little bit of that thing. Yep. Yep. Okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit to body hacking and, and yeah. supplementation. And because I think another belief that we buy into, especially as women is, well, I'm getting older, my hormones are changing and like, I have no control over it. Is that true? Right. It's a total self-imposed stop though, because, because there's many women, this is where, this is where we have to really get strong on this because there's a lot of women that would not have that happen, that don't have that happening. So we're finding evidence that that is happening. A lot of people will say that, and yes, your hormones are changing, but why does that have to change your body? It doesn't have to. There's many people whose hormones are changing that their bodies don't change. Mm. So it's really for, because here's the thing. If I validate the excuse and I say, yes, you're right. Your hormones are changing. You're going to get fat. If I, that's what I say to you, then I'm just allowing that to happen and you're never going to get better. Right. So why even go down that path with our minds of like, this is what's supposed to happen to me because that is what's going to happen to you then. Instead, let's find a way that it doesn't happen to us. Let's find a way that it doesn't. And that can be done by starting with that state, that change of mindset first and then looking at the food. Now, I'm not saying it's not going to be easy, you know, harder for you or be more challenging. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying there is a way to get around it, but we have to get that thought out of our minds. Mm. Okay. So after really we get, critical. after we get the thought out of our minds, then what is the way around it? <laughs> what is the way around <laughs> it? So it's, it's having the opposite belief. So at finding evidence of other people doing it, being really committed to what it is that you're putting in your body. And then how are you moving your body? And like, are you getting like, are you being less active as you age? And that happens too, because you start having aches and pains and you want to sit more, but like, that's the worst thing. Like, as I'm talking to you right now, I'm literally standing up and down, standing, pacing in my office with my headphone on Mm. as I'm talking to you, like I'm constantly moving. So it doesn't take like this whole big, long overhaul, but like, can you be walking? Can you be moving more? Can you use a stand up desk instead of a sitting desk? Are you stretching every day? Are you, are you doing something to keep your body active? So you stay in motion. The more you're in motion, 
the better your body's going to feel. When you sit, lay down, all that, it just makes all that worse. Yep. Yep. And again, it doesn't have to take a ton. It can just be these little shifts that happen. No, like little minimal things like like standing instead of sitting is huge changes right there. Yeah. Walking instead of driving. Like there's so many little changes that you could do that's going to make a big difference on your body. I have a Bellicon rebounder in my office and I love it because I'll just, it's like a mini trampoline and you yeah. know, in the middle of the day, I'll just get on it for 15 minutes or even between calls, just That's bouncing great. on it for just, just a couple minutes. And it's, it's great for my energy levels. It's great for my lymphatic system. It's great for my metabolism. And you know what? It's just fun. It's just fun to move. Yeah. Like it's really just it's fun totally to move. fun. And yeah, I think it's totally fun. The more we keep telling our body, it can move, it can move, it can move. Like there's no yeah. reason it has to deteriorate. I, I, I honestly think it just deteriorates yeah. because of lack of use. No. So let me tell you, I have thousands of people that have massive transformations, like massive fat loss transformations. And every single one of them, every single one of them thought before that they, it wasn't possible for them. They're like, I'm, you know, but I'm old, but I'm this, but I'm that I Mm -hmm. have like, there was a million reasons I'm big boned. I have thyroid. I'm not saying those things were not present. Those, those were present. However, they changed their mindset and then took different actions. You're again, you're entirely different person by changing your thoughts and actions an entirely different person. So by them changing their thoughts and getting really rigorous with their actions, they're now transformations as many of them in my book, because they change. And now they look back at that person going, gosh, why did people validate what I was feeling? Because them validating that was not doing a service for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And, and, and then in terms of things we can supplement and take, what are some things that actually mm-hmm. help us stay healthy, help the aging process yeah. move in reverse, all those kinds of things? Yeah. So, well, first and foremost, I'm going to say that supplements are not mandatory. Like I'm, I'm always a believer, like it's first, the most important thing is getting the natural real food, staying hydrated and moving those like come first before the supplements. And then there's the additional things that I would definitely suggest adding that, that I've added uh, myself and I've had it with a lot of people. And it starts with some of the gut health and the anti-inflammatory stuff. So like I'm a huge believer in bone broth and collagen. So I, I drink bone broth all day long. Um, mm. So I, I think it's huge for gut health. It's huge for inflammation. It's for skin, there's so many benefits to that. And then in addition to that, uh, two anti-inflammatory things I take are fish oil and t- uh, turmeric. Um, mm. for sure. I take that every single day. I think it's, it's very important. Um, I'm a big fan of CBD oil. I love CBD oil. I think it's like the miracle supplement. Mm. <laughs> I think it helps you with anxiety. It can help with depression, it helps with so many, it helps with pain management so much better than taking, um, taking prescription drugs. Obviously I'm not a doctor to advise on someone's particular prescription drugs, but if under the guidance of a doctor, they'll allow you to try something like that. It's really powerful what it could do for you, where a lot of prescription drugs will destroy your gut health and make inflammation flare up worse than other areas. Mm. So, um, big fan of that. I'm a big fan of, um, of doing a, I'm, I'm picturing myself as, I talk, as I'm talking to you. <laughs> oh, well, a probiotic, a definite probiotic, because we do need to keep our gut healthy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, those are the main things. I'm not a big fan of fake, like protein powders or anything like that. Um, other than doing like the collagen protein. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm doing a lot of things, right? I forgot about my CBD Good. oil though. I got to get back on track yeah. with that. I love it. I love it. You're right. Yeah. And oh, then, and then uh, magnesium. I forgot oh, about yes. magnesium. Love magnesium. magnesium. 
Citrate or lysinate? I, everyone always asks me that, and I'm not. I don't know enough to give you the difference on either one. I mine citrate. So okay. okay. Well, as long as we've got magnesium, we're doing good. Yes. <laughs> as long as we have magnesium. Yeah, and keep it simple. I think that, and that's what I had SIBO last year and, and healed my gut. And I had been throwing tons of supplements into my body, but I had SIBO. My gut wasn't absorbing yeah. any of them. So I really do believe it all comes with gut health. And I am a huge fan of bone broth and all those things. Um, so simple, yeah. simple things that we can do. Awesome. And then what about fun and play? How does that help? Yeah, I think it's, it's critical. Mm-hmm. Of course it's critical. Yes, absolutely. Because th- that's another key to aging and reverse. If we do not entertain our little kid in us, then that's a problem. So we have to have fun. I mean, laughter, connecting, playing, just having fun is huge component of people of staying young and staying youthful. You know, if you think of anyone, you know, that has aged in a way that you hope to age, they are having fun and still acting like a kid pretty much like they're, they're not, they're not in the grandma rocker knitting every night. Um, that's not what they're doing. They're out having fun doing something, nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with knitting. That's not the visual you probably want for your, right. your aging. So if you want to stay youthful, you have to act youthful. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. So as we round out here, one of the things you're known for a lot of amazing things, you're incredible. And I'll give um, everybody a chance Thank to go you. check out Natalie Jill's all, all, all the things we'll get to that at the end. But you mentioned you've helped thousands of people achieve weight release and freedom in their bodies. Um, So for somebody listening that has tried a gazillion things and just feels a little hopeless when it comes to shifting their body, no matter what age they're at, where do they start? Oh my gosh. So if you are feeling hopeless, like the first thing to start with, like literally like this, you can download right now and it's super easy to follow is kind of my step one to aging in reverse. It's my seven day jumpstart. It's, you can either do seven day jumpstart.com, um, and get a digital version of it. Um, which comes with a lot of great things, or there's a hard copy book in stores called seven day jumpstart, but it's like step one to unprocessing your diet and getting healthy. So that's number one. This formula works. It's simple. It can work with any other diet you're doing. There's nothing crazy or extreme there, but it really breaks down what an unprocessed diet looks like. And just that program alone has changed so many people. And then from there, there's all kinds of things that I offer to, to up level that, but that would be like the easiest number one quick thing you could do that you see a difference in like a week. Oh, you start seeing a big difference. I'm looking at um, it the next thing would be, great. it's only $19, be, right? I'm looking at the right well, um, it, dep- it depends on where, if you're getting the book in stores or uh, if you're getting I the, on, the online comes with a lot more, but it's, I think the mo- even the whole package is like $37. So Amazing. it's not, it's not a pricey thing. And then also my podcast, um, believe it or not, I know my podcast is called leveling up, but what's cool about that is I dive deeper into that mindset piece. And all I do is interview people that have achieved massive success in life, whether that's their weight, their business, their health, they've overcome things. So that is all free. And I highly suggest subscribing to leveling up because that's going to help get you in that right mindset. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you so much, Natalie Jill. It's so awesome Thank to have you. you here. And let me, as, as a closing question, um, what has been your number one strategy for aging in reverse, your personal number one strategy? Mm, gosh, uh, not believing that I'm old. I mean, mm. really, like it is that mindset. It's, I've made a decision that I'm not, I don't have the same issues as aging. I just don't have those. They're not even in my scope. In fact, I forget my age a lot. I mean, I, I talk about it a lot, 
one to point it out, but two, to remind myself, because I, I honestly forget my age sometimes. Yeah. It doesn't, um, it's, I don't even want to put it out there as a possibility that something's aching because of my age or whatever. I just literally force my mindset the other direction. And that's so true. It's so true. Just because something's chronologically a number doesn't mean it has to be biologically or psychologically that number. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. So people can go to seven day jumpstart. They can check out the podcast. Where else can they find you and follow you? Oh my gosh. I'm everywhere on uh, Natalie Jill fit on social media everywhere. I'm most active on Instagram and my website's nataliejillfitness.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all the work that you do and helping us really feel free in our bodies to age in reverse. And just, you're such an inspiration as a woman who just is a kick-ass entrepreneur. You have an incredible brand and I'm so glad to know you personally because I, I know you really walk the talk and you live this life and everything that you share comes from that place of you embodying this and wanting other people to have the same kind of joy and success in their life. So thank you for the work that you do in the world. Thank you so much, Christine.